In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was about ten years ago, I was a regular guy standing on a New York City subway platform, waiting for a train back to Brooklyn after a grueling day of teaching inner-city teenagers. Only this day was different because it was Ash Wednesday, and like many other passers-by, I had a black, sooty blotch on my forehead. It was also different in a more pleasant way because a pretty young woman decided to strike up a conversation with me. Now, if you've ever been on the New York City subway, you'll know that it's extremely rare for someone to strike up a conversation with a stranger, and practically unheard of if that someone is a pretty young woman. Well, as it turned out, young men take note of this, she was interested in my ashes. (laughs) Not being Catholic, she wanted to know what it was all about. So I gave her a basic two-minute explanation, and looking genuinely impressed, she said something like, wow, well, thanks. I thought it was just something people did without knowing why. I laughed a little ruefully and decided not to tell her she was talking to a future seminarian. As she walked away, I stood there feeling very pleased and proud of myself. Yes, that's right, a proud man with a big black splotch on his forehead. I tell this story not only as a reminder to get your ashes this coming Wednesday, but also to illustrate what a powerful witness Ash Wednesday is in our secular culture. In a world that doesn't know how to deal with suffering and death, except as things to be thought about as little as possible, we Catholics emblazon our foreheads with a very conspicuous symbol of death. We make ourselves into walking emblems of death. We remind ourselves and everyone around us in a very physical way that we are going to die, that we are dust and will return to dust. It's pretty incredible when you think about it. It also relates to our gospel today. Because the leper, the disfigured, scaly-skinned, infectious leper, what is he to those around him but a walking symbol of death? In the ancient world, as in some parts of the modern world, leprosy was the most feared of diseases. The Jewish law prescribed that The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his head bare and shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, unclean, unclean. He shall declare himself unclean, since he is in fact unclean. He shall dwell apart, making his abode 
outside the camp. Because the leper had to live apart from his family and the wider community, leprosy was considered and was indeed a kind of living death. Touching a leper was like touching a corpse. It meant that you had incurred ritual defilement or impurity. And curing leprosy was considered on a par with raising the dead. It was something only God could do. But if leprosy meant death, it also meant sin. Death and sin went together. St. Paul tells us that death entered the world because of sin. It wasn't part of God's original intention for us. But the Jews took this to extremes and said that if you suffered sickness or misfortune, it wasn't because the world in general had been screwed up by sin in general. It was because of some serious sin that you personally had committed. If you were sick, if you suffered some misfortune, that's because you sinned, so the Jews thought. So lepers, like the one in today's gospel, suffered from a double shame. They didn't just suffer from a disfiguring, crippling, isolating disease. They also suffered the humiliation of being regarded by many as great sinners. So leprosy, a walking symbol of death and sin. Now, recall what happens in the gospel today. We're told that the leper came to Jesus. Already, this is shocking and completely unacceptable behavior. Imagine someone with Ebola running up to you. The leper came to Jesus and kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. If you wish, you can. This is a phrase that was often used in ancient prayers, and it, impl- it implies that Jesus is divine. Why? Because only God can accomplish something, something merely by wishing it, merely by willing it. If you wish, you can. So in some sense, the leper has faith. He believes in Jesus. Remember also, only God could raise someone from the death that was leprosy. So what does Jesus do? First of all, he is moved with pity. The Greek is emphatic here. It means that Jesus was moved to the very depths, in his guts. He had compassion. He suffered with this leper. He was moved with pity, and he stretched out his hand. Imagine the horror of the onlookers 
of Jesus' disciples as they saw him reach out to touch death. As they saw him reach out to touch sin. He stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I do will it be made clean. Let's reflect a little on what this touch of Jesus means. First of all, this touch is completely unnecessary. Remember when the Roman soldier asks Jesus to heal his servant, Jesus offers to come to his house. But the soldier says, don't go to all that trouble. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus says the word, and the soldier's servant is healed. Remember when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, he just says, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus comes out. All he has to do is say the word. All he has to do is will it. But no, he chooses to touch the leper to touch the untouchable. This tells us that the love of God is not a remote love. The mercy of God is not a remote mercy. The Son of God does not heal us from afar. Rather, he has come close to us. In fact, he has become one of us. Like us in all things but sin, he has even taken upon himself the effects of sin, suffering, and death. This, by the way, is one of the reasons he tells the leper not to publicize the healing. Why? Because Jesus doesn't want to be known as a mere wonder worker, someone who has a quick fix for everyone's problems. His mission is to save from sin, not disease. And he will do this not by an overwhelming display of power, but rather by suffering and dying on a cross. Even his own disciples fail to understand this. Second, Jesus' touching the leper tells us that he is God. Because only God can touch death and turn it into life. Only God can touch what has been defiled by sin and instead of becoming unclean himself, make it clean. God's presence is holiness. God's presence is life and purity. Third, the touch of Jesus tells us that he meets us where we are. If we come to him in faith, like the leper, he will touch us even in the depths of our misery and sin. And this is the good news of the gospel.
If the gospel were bad news, it would say, you have to be good before you can approach God. But the gospel is good news. It says you can approach God whatever your condition, even if you're as bad off as that leper. Get ready to be transformed, but don't hesitate to approach. Fourth, the touch of Jesus teaches us not to shrink from our suffering fellow man. We may not have lepers to care for, but there are plenty of people, maybe, maybe even among our family and friends, who are isolated by suffering. The dying, especially, often feel isolated because people are embarrassed to be around them or to talk to them. We must not treat the suffering of our fellow man as something embarrassing, as something to be avoided or shunned or treated as indecorous. Oftentimes, suffering people just need someone to be with them. They don't need you to fix their problems. Just to be with them. And that's what Jesus does for the leper. He not only heals him, he touches him. So let's get back to those ashes. When we receive ashes on Ash Wednesday, what are we doing? We are marking ourselves as lepers. Do you see what I mean? We are marking ourselves as those who are going to die and those who sin. And we're also marking ourselves as in need of healing. It doesn't get much more countercultural than that, does it? To put a mark on your forehead that says, I'm going to die, I'm a sinner, and I need healing. And to walk around all day with that on your forehead. That's what you're doing when you receive ashes. But it's also a confession of faith. It's a confession of faith that we are not only in need of healing, but that Jesus will heal us, is healing us. Part of the way that Jesus heals us, touches us, a big part, is through the sacraments. That touch of Jesus touching the leper extends through time. When we receive the Eucharist, that's Jesus touching us. When we go to confession and receive absolution, that's Jesus touching us through the instrumentality of the priest. Jesus' touch 
His phys- remember, the sacraments always involve something physical, something material. Just like Jesus took on our flesh, right? So, this Lent, let's not be afraid to come to Jesus for healing. This Lent, let's make our prayer the prayer of the leper. If you wish it, you can heal me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.